Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. everybody is doing well this week. I hope everyone's feeling fine and has got all of their ducks in a row. Quackity, quackity, quackity do. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, last week was kind of a funny uh, little visit into the world of the unknown. And I, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about, you know, uh, for a podcast that continually tries to grow and uh, gain new listeners, um, Albeit without much uh, work going into the marketing, I'm realizing just in in this moment, I I don't really post about it too much. Because the thing is, last week was um, an example of two different things where one, I thought often about how weird that must be if that was someone's first listen into uh, the artsy-fartsy immigrants world. Like, if that was the first time that anybody, you know, if they were like, oh, I saw some video where he talked about the snow in Germany. That's funny. And then they go to check out the podcast, and it's just some guy being like, um, I want this camera. See, the camera, the way it works, but then also there's this gamer who streams. It's like, what is this guy talking about? Um, And it's not a good, it would not be the first one by far that I would send to somebody as an example. Uh, I would not send that to somebody as like, uh, you know, if you think you're going to enjoy this, check this out. Um, but you know what? It just is the way that it is sometimes. And the other um, thing about that episode is it was supposed to literally be the founding episode into having uh, like regular video so that I could, you know, use it for marketing to get more listeners. So it ended up kind of falling, like failing both of those categories. But, you know, it's all good. It happens that way sometimes. And uh, we're, we're, you know, as uh, as that guy from The Waterboy would say, we live down in our day. <laughs> we live down in our day. We live down in our day. Uh, we live to die another day. It is is oh i have a funny story i wanted to kick things off with uh today uh if if this is if this is your first time listening to the show um i've been doing a lot of uh solo episodes in the last couple months um a few guests here and there but definitely not um a weekly thing right now but it's the end of the year and trying to stack things up and add more things to your or to my calendar at the end of the year oh it's just you can hear it in my voice. It's just brutal to even imagine doing that. So I just, um, I just don't. I just haven't had the time to even uh, make a big list of guests and try and get things going. But um, I do hear from uh, regular listeners that the solo episodes are just as fun, if not more, sometimes. So you know what? It's my show, and you've tuned in for me. So here we go. Um, funny story. I. Um, have been making so uh, yeah. So I have this like list of projects I've been making videos for uh, that all kind of came in pretty much last minute this month. Um, one of them was um, well, I was suppo- I was supposed to make a video this month for Dr Pepper. Um, it's not canceled. 
but they do want to push it till after Christmas because they, they, I mean, they only have a few days. It's, you know, as of this recording, there's not much time left before Christmas. And actually this would be, oh yeah, this is basically the, the last, let me write this down. This is the last, uh, uh, episode before Christmas. So I'll have to make sure to wish you all a, a very merry Christmas at the end of this. Um, a lot of yeah projects came in this month, and Dr. Pepper of all things, like what, <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, Dr. Pepper uh, reached out to my agency. Um, uh, you know, with things like this, I never know who's reaching out to who first. I mean, the agency. Well, they tell me, <laughs> but I just, it's so funny for me to imagine, uh, like a, an enormous conglomerate like Dr. Pepper or someone from their team just being like, you know what? This guy's kind of funny. Why don't we see if he wants to do a video together? I think that's crazy. I grew up, I grew up with Dr. Pepper. Uh, by the way, this episode is not sponsored by them and I'm not sponsored by anybody. So, uh, when I talk about brands, if, and when I talk about brands in this episode, um, the... Money that I may or may not get from them is not connected to this podcast. Just so you know, and if you are somebody with money and you do want to sponsor the podcast, well, the link to get my contact information is in the description below. Um, anyway, I think we're a long ways from that. <laughs> Dr. Pepper reached out... Um, to do a video, uh, and I just got the information this week that they want to move it. They, they, uh, they asked for my first video draft idea. I sent them something that I thought was pretty funny, and they thought it was funny too, uh, but they just couldn't amongst themselves, you know, they just couldn't lock in, or they couldn't, I don't know, they just couldn't like finish the they couldn't come together on it. They couldn't decide together like, okay, we're going to go this way or, or not. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that's how it is a lot with these big companies. You have so many, so many, so many, uh, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. And they just can't land on a single decision, but it's all good. And they, the idea originally, I think, you know, a lot of people approaching for things in December usually want to aim it as some sort of Christmas campaign. But um, since mine was aimed around Christmas, they said they'd rather go for something different after Christmas. So it's a little bit of a relief that Dr. Pepper wants to push the campaign to January because then I just can relax a little bit here before Christmas. Um, quizm quizmois. <laughs> wait, what is that? I have to wait. Uh, a merry little quizmois. <laughs> what is this from? What is this from? Oh, please tell me. No, no, no. There's someone who sings it like that. Is it, uh, Who sings it like that? Is it the, oh, is it this one? Hold on, sorry. I know this is really random. Ah! Ooh, that's loud. I don't know if anyone, I don't even know if anybody, can you hear that? No, you couldn't hear that, right? 
Could you hear that? Let me check. No, no. Okay, I just I just checked everything, and uh, you, in fact, could, I mean, you could hear like a little bit because it was so hella loud in my headphones. Uh, sorry for the chaos here, but uh, I'm going to do my adjustments here, and I did find what I was looking for. So I was looking for, there's a famous clip of um, singer Camila Cabello. Cabello? Cabello? Um, it's, you know what? It's spelled Spanishy. So I would say Cabello. But I've never heard anyone say it that way. So maybe it's Cabello. Doesn't matter! She sang this song. She's, this is a, a, so someone clipped her out singing this song, um, I'll Be Home for Christmas, which, as of course everyone knows, I'll be home for Christmas. And she sings it <laughs> with this, <laughs> let me let me try and get this let me try and do this without blasting my eardrums back out okay hold on <laughs> hold on okay okay i think this is right okay I'll hold on ah no go back no I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> I gotta hear it again. It's so good. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Oh God. Okay, let me. All right, I'm gonna check back real quick and see if you guys could hear it. If you could, if you could hear it well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just check. I just checked it. You could hear it. Um, it's not the world's most professional setup that I have here. I mean, I would, I, I could fool someone. I could fool someone who um, doesn't know much about recording equipment or doesn't know much about just like this kind of uh, industry. But I could, I could trick anybody into thinking that um, who's not. <laughs> I could trick a lot of people into thinking that this is a professional uh, setup. But anyone who uh, is more equipped in this uh with this technology or in this world than i am which there are many can immediately tell you that there must be easier ways to uh, play back my audio through a recording than to just literally turn it off and put a mic to my speaker and then spin it back around <laughs> like that's not the way to do this this is what i mean this is why i have uh you know wonderful friends um like my friend ben who's been reaching out about helping me get things set up with the streaming and i'm sure he knows the answer to this question how can i get the audio from my computer i'm also by the way i've been again i wanted to have it for this show but there's just no time i wanted to have a soundboard so what i'm what i'm actually doing is i've learned how to assign um sounds to my keyboard my midi keyboard so that way i could have you know hit like one key and be like you know like i can have one it goes like <laughs> anyway i don't want to get hyped up yet when it's so far away from having that done but um yes i love this soundbite i love it so much um it's and it was it just it went so viral there was even this guy that stitched it and he spelled it like <laughs> like christmas he spelled it q u i s so quiz and then M-O-I-S, Quizmois. I love that so much. I find that so funny. 
And the hashtag Quasmoist has, oh, even Louis Capaldi ripped on this so much. Oh, is this the original? This. Oh, no, you can't really hear it. But she, she, I realized later she mocked herself. So she, she also thought that was funny. You know, uh, uh, kudos to uh, Camila Cabello for. Uh, I like when an artist can make fun of herself or his self. So that's cool. Um, that was such a viral clip. That must be from years ago, two or three years ago at least. Um, but who knows? Who knows what time is at all anymore? Time means nothing. Um, I've recently had the thought like how weird it is that, or maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but how weird it is that time, yeah, that time really kind of just doesn't mean anything anymore. Like the only consistent thing about time is that we people are going to get older and we will fade away. Like that is just the, like the universal truth that we never seem to have any understanding of, of, of like why and how and what, what happens and everything after. But besides that, besides that effervescent, lovely truth that we all have to swallow and pretend we don't think about every single day, um, we th- there is this interesting thing about the internet that I was thinking about the other day, which I, I think gives me hope for some of the things that I've created in my past in terms of just the music and stuff like that, that I've put a lot of heart into. But um, there's this kind of thought I was having that like nothing... Like there, you know, if you read like a science fiction book or something like often it's presented that aliens or, or some sort of like God sees all time in this, um, in this sort of like four dimensional, like there's past, present and future are kind of always there. And there's like this, just like this string of like sort of always everything that has always been and will always be kind of always happening. That linear concepts of time are like, um you know, um, what do you call it? Like a, a design of the human mind needing to structure things. And um, I don't want to go all off the rails immediately after Quasimoish, but it's just um, interesting to me that the internet, just thinking about how this clip is, you know, probably pretty old now, but it doesn't matter. It still feels new. And someone just like you, who's probably never, maybe my mom, for example, has never heard that clip. And now it'll be something brand new for her. And if she was on social media, she might see it and think it's funny and then share it to someone else who's never seen it. Like there is no sort of old anymore on the internet. I think that's so interesting. I was really having that thought the other day that like there is no, there is no old. Um, Songs and clips and moments from interviews in the 80s and 70s, even earlier, like things from, you know, I think I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and saw some, you know, clipped out thing of, you know, Charlie Chaplin that, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that thousands of people, even in their 20s, maybe even 30s, you know, who never, just never saw any old black and white silent film footage before. Not to mention, of course, teenagers and younger who definitely haven't seen it unless they were, you know, unless their parents were film nerds like us. But I just can't, for me, that's so interesting. Like, it, yeah, it gives me hope when I think about pro, like art that people produce that doesn't see the, doesn't grab the right fan base or it doesn't really see its full potential at the time of its release. Like, uh, you know, like, for example, this album, Simple Swimmer, or, or even 12 songs, uh, albums that just never really hit this, like, peak 
that you hope they will when something comes out, like a video that you make and you put all this time and this money and this effort into. And when you release it, the moment that you're in it, the moment that it releases still to the human mind is like, well, it didn't reach this thing by this time. So it's, it's, it's time to shelf it. it. It flopped, put it away. It gets old, two years, three years, four years go by, five years more. And all of a sudden, you know, it's going to be like, I don't know, I saw, it's going to feel old to us, but to the internet, to the internet, anything that you haven't seen before can be new to them. Like, yes, you'll see the lens of time on whatever footage you're looking at. If you're looking at a TV show clip from 1982, you're going to feel the age in the outfits and what they do. But if it's something interesting and funny or well-made or just interesting at all, it will still be something that can be appreciated by, by new, more and more and more generations, much easier than something that went into a book or some sort of article or a physical product that literally just didn't, like, if you wrote a book in 1968 and it just didn't, you know, sell, like, right off the shelves or something, then probably copies got, you know, were stopped being made, and then as time goes by, it's harder to get these books and less and less people know about them, and the names of these authors fade into time, but now you can scroll through TikTok, and all of a sudden, there's a song like, think about um, that Stranger Things phenomenon from, you know, two years ago, or maybe it was last year, when that Running Up That Hill, the Kate Bush song, that song didn't pop off, really. I mean, it did okay, but it didn't pop off in the 80s when that song came out. You know, it did all right, I think. I, I think I heard that it, you know, it wasn't like a huge, huge hit. I think it did okay in the UK or something. I don't know. But, you know... I knew a lot of people knew it, of course. It wasn't it wasn't by any means like a flop track, but it wasn't like a like a um, Roxanne by the police, like it just a, you know, an international super hit or something, you know? So as time w- would have gone on, maybe less and less people would have known about that song. But you throw it into uh, a modern television series and all of a sudden you have millions millions of people teenagers, people and and teenagers and up, you know, people who would never have ever have ever have ever have ever heard that song, um, sharing it and reposting it and adding it to their playlists. And you know what? That song went to number one. The song went to number one and it's 30 something years old. It's, I think it was the oldest track to, to resurface to the billboard top 10, like ever. I think that's really crazy. That's what I mean. There is like everything has the opportunity to be rediscovered because the internet is this crazy world where nothing is old anymore. I don't know. Uh, however, there's a lo- there's like this um, exception to the rule, I think, where if something is created within the confines of the internet, let's say it's a, it's a website like MySpace created by the internet, then it does feel dated when you access it because the internet itself is sort of this like omniscient, you know, window into the everything. But if it's birthed something like a website, the website, when you go to it, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, feels very old. And I doubt that there's any teenagers out there who have ever felt the need or the reason to go look up MySpace or 4chan or Ebombs World, you know, any of these things. There's just things you just are they're gone and or the the servers are dead or you just just you just don't that feels old. 
but a song from the 80s that gets put into the right context and gets hit you know gets hit on TikTok you know and then it just recycles and recycles and all of a sudden it's brand new and people think the song's great did this just come out you know or they see a clip and from from Tom Selleck as you know Magnum PI and they think that's a cool shirt he looks like he's in Vice City and then they replay that clip a million times over or a hip hop track or like I don't know, MF Doom. Like, MF Doom became this, like, TikTok internet sensation. And he, you know, was successful, but not international superstar rapper. He was, you know, a cult, you know, what you call, like, I guess I'd, I would say, like, indie, because that's not, it's an outdated term now, but he was, like, a cult, like, indie, you know, intelligence sort of rapper of his time. And it's just interesting. It's just interesting. So I, I think that's, it gives some hope to creatives who put their heart and soul into a project. And, you know, the curse of the modern, um, the curse of modern time being there's so much competition and so many people with more access and more capabilities or, or whatever, more money in the end, really, um, or just more luck um you know crowding up the market that the market itself is kind of screwed now you can't release music the same way that the people used to the music you know being discovered and distributed and 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 recorded and everything it's all different it's all different and it's so the waters are so muddied and it's just so it's so crowded and you get drowned out very easily so that that is kind of a curse of it like you just don't get the the, the, the market and the opportunities you, you might have had back in the day are gone. However, the benefit to that being that it's never going to be old again. You know, it's, you know what I mean? Like there is no old vinyl sitting on someone's shelf um, internet-wise. They're just, the thing that you put out is just always there. I see clips now of people recirculating the HBO show Girls, now, Girls is not old by any means, but it was very popular when I was in college. So, let's say maybe it was at its peak something like nine, ten years ago. Um, you know, overall, generally speaking, you know, it's not like a super young show, but it's not a super old show. But internet-wise, all of a sudden, you see the right clip of someone saying something that you know has the has a has an effect on somebody new who finds the character's opinion on something interesting or they go oh look Adam Driver young Adam Driver for example people are going to go and they're going to watch that show again brand new people still they go back they watch Sopranos I still go back and watch Breaking Bad maybe once a year like it's just nothing's old on the internet anymore and that's kind of cool it's it's like created this new like bubble this like circulating bubble of 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 forever you release something into this orb this self-contained orb of information and you just see it when you see it and when and if it's new then it's new and it can be an old thing with a new perspective and it can be a new thing with an old sort of thing and it's so weird it's very hard for me to explain i don't really have the words for it but it's uh it's pretty cool. I am pretty happy with that. So, uh sorry. That's kind of a, I'm I'm really sniffly today. 
I don't know where that rant came from, to be honest with you. I don't know where that came from. I have been thinking a lot about that recently, but it just came out. And um, yeah, that's um, that's the deal. Um, so, yes, quiz moish. <laughs> I'm going to name the episode that right now. I just, I'm, that's the best name ever. M- Mary Quiz Moish. <laughs> I'll be home for quiz moish. Um, yeah. Oh, so I have a funny story. <laughs> I, I, I set all this up to tell a funny story. Uh, I was um, the other day. I, I put I posted an Instagram story about this, but I was I was out and about in town um, shooting uh, stuff for a video for a company. I couldn't talk about like on the Instagram story. I just said like I can't say why yet. But blah, blah, blah. But at least on the podcast, uh, you know, a lot less people listen to this. So I can at least say, of course, it was for a company. Um, that's why you just you haven't seen the footage yet. But um, I didn't want the company to watch it and be like, oh, whatever. Anyway, I was um, I was, uh, you know, scouting a location where near a bus stop. So a public place, you know, I'm really against having uh, any people in my videos that don't consent like if i'm in a public place and you can't really make out anyone's face i might take a photo of that public place because that's not illegal to do and i might use the still image of that background to make to use as a green screen where i put myself in that in that place and um you know then i'm not filming people that don't want to be filmed i think there's a big difference there and so that's my reason for what I'm setting up here. I was scouting a location and I really, really needed nobody to be around because what I was going to do there was very embarrassing. And I set up this, uh, I found the bus stop that I wanted to, to capture. I found my angle. So I, had, I set up my, my tripod across the street. Most people wouldn't have noticed me there. A lot of people didn't notice me there. And I was setting up my frame and just as I was about to hit record and walk over to the bus stop, this sweet old lady entered into the frame. So I, I made sure that you know, nothing was recording. And, and I thought, um, right next to the bus stop, there's these two newspaper uh, stands. And I thought that she might just go and get a newspaper and then walk off. But unfortunately, I guess she really needed to take the bus. Or she just found me so interesting that she just, that's why she stayed. But, um, so she walked into the frame. She was looking around, looking at the newspaper boxes and looking at the bus stop. And so she didn't sit down. So I wasn't sure still if she was going somewhere or if she was going to stay or go. I just couldn't figure it out. So I just stood really still. And I just, um, I, 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 I caught her looking over at me and I just pretended that I didn't see her. I just continued to look into my phone, into my phone with very obviously with a with the angle pointed directly at her. And then I just started like, you know that thing where you just kind of look anywhere else except at this person who obviously is looking at you? Like I looked kind of way over her right shoulder, like, oh, what's that over there? What's that over there? And what's this? Oh, you know, that that bush. That bush is going to ruin the whole thing. Oh, let's see. What kind of cars kind of come by now? Hmm. And I was like looking behind me as if I was waiting for someone to join me. As if I was like, where is Mark? 
where the hell is this guy? I'm waiting for him to initiate this whole thing. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm doing out here. Like, it was just so, I was this obvious guy. Like, if I was a burglar or a murderer waiting to, like, strike on this poor lady, I would be so obvious. <laughs> there would be no, I would never be able to um, pull that off. I was not smooth at all. So, I was there. <laughs> I was there, and I was, um, God, and I was... Yeah, basically trying to ignore ignore this lady, but she 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 was uh, interested. She was interested in me and what I was doing, and uh, so we began to have what I can only describe as the world's worst German conversation. So, I mean, I said everything wrong. I was so nervous and so. But basically, what it comes down to is I didn't want to explain to this woman. I didn't want to explain to this woman why I was there. I didn't want to say, I am filming a video for a TikTok, <laughs> you know? And so when she started asking questions like, what are you doing there? I was like, oh, uh, it's a photo project for school. I'm a, I'm a student at the university, these the art, the art university. This is an art project for the art university. And she's like, "Oh, what are you taking pictures of?" And behind the bus stop, just happened to be a church, like a Methodist or Mormon church or something. And I, I remember thinking, like, "Oh, I, this is a photo project for my art school where I'm taking photos of churches." This is, by the way, in broken German, being yelled across the street of a like a two-lane populated suburban road. Like cars like, bitte, say again, what? Oh, art school for pictures of churches. And she's like, oh, okay. She's <laughs> like, what, what's like, what do you do as a profession? And I was like, I'm, I just, and I was like, oh, I don't know how to answer that now. Cause I thought saying that I was a student was going to help me get out of answering anything about being a professional at something. And then I just, I panicked, you know, and I was like, she's like, what, how many churches, what churches? I, just, I was like, stop being so inquisitive. I was like, oh, just uh, all the churches. I'm just taking photos of all the churches in Munich. And then she was like, oh, really? That's interesting. She was so nice, but she was so inquisitive. And I just didn't have the words to keep lying. I actually physically just didn't have enough ability in German to keep making up a lie and it was so unimportant I should have just said what I'm doing I'm just I'm making a video for the internet it's for fun don't mind me I'm not recording you but I just didn't do that and instead I just broke out of it by saying I have to get a new battery and I just took my phone out of the tripod made it really small and was like have a wonderful day and she's like okay you too you psycho <laughs> all of that all of that just to make a goofy video for the internet man what is going on with me it's such a weird yeah it's such a weird world to be living in right now uh but i think actually by the time that you hear this um if you follow me 
at least on Instagram, I think on TikTok too, you will have seen the video. Um, it will have, you know, I guess I actually can talk about it because I just realized this comes out Thursday and if everything works out, this video will have dropped the day before Thursday. So, um, yeah, it was, it's this, it was just this headphone ad for this, um, for this headphone company and, uh, they're very nice people and it was one of the better paid jobs I've had offered this year and everything was cool with them. Um, but yeah, just a goofy, like such a goofy, goofy thing. I love, I love like I'm getting myself into these predicaments now that I never could have imagined and that I'm also not handling them well. Like, why can't I just have the courage to say like, oh, I'm just making a goofy video for the internet and have them be like, oh, that's crazy. And then like, that's my job. But instead it's, I love that it's still just like classic Jordan out there making things up completely, digging himself further and further in. Now I'm lying and digging a, a hole for myself in German. So I'm also doing it with like a tool that I um, don't recognize. And like I have a shovel, but I'm digging the hole with the handle. So it's slower and more meticulous and more difficult and painful uh, and, and has me, you know, left more more sore the next day. It's so stupid. It's so crazy. Um, but I I am pretty happy with a few things that turned out uh, this month. Um, like, that's a funny story, and it's a fun experience to do that. Um, I think I mentioned before Dr. Pepper um, approached me about doing some video, but they want to push that till January, which is good. And then, um, funny enough, there's this thing called Amazon Luna. So it's just a function of Amazon that's basically like a gaming platform on your devices. And... I don't know. I think they still want to have something out by Christmas, but it's it's kind of go time for all these things. And if, um, but that's fun because I like gaming, and that's you know if I get like a free, I think if you have Amazon Prime, you already have Luna as an option, so it's just sort of just like reminding people that they can access that if they have Prime. Again, this episode is not sponsored, <laughs> and then uh, Lingoda, the language um, online language school, is the other one that I've done a few videos with before, but. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a funny, it's a funny time. I was just, you know, I was just switching something up here. Um, I, what was it? What was I going to say just now? There's nothing worse than literally being on the microphone of a podcast. Hope, like really not wanting to stop the flow again. I've paused it. I've paused it and, re- and, and continued this episode like six times already. Um, let me see what I was going to talk about that one's there the, the boring thing is i really hate just talking about work like i don't really want to get on a podcast and just talk about work um but i yeah i had a nice call oh there's some nice plans for the for the new year um as an artsy fartsy immigrant of course you always think about um opportunities or lack thereof to be able to go home and see your friends and family and stuff it's always also tricky around the holidays um and and also thinking about when friends or family can come visit you. Uh, like I mentioned, I think an episode or two ago that my, my parents were, were supposed to visit in November, but unfortunately had to cancel. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to think about when they, you know, can replan, reschedule that trip because I know, um, well, we all want them here and I, I know they want to come too. And it's, it's, it's very important to me and I, I think it's important to them too. And um, especially around Christmas, you start thinking about like, man, how long has it been since you've seen them? And, um, you know, 
uh, having like recently lost my aunt, it's also not to bring anything down, but you know, you start thinking about like, I really want to see these people, um, while we still have the chance. It's an, it's, uh, it's one of those rude awakenings that uh, in the end has, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good reminder. It's a life lesson. That's uh, very worth learning despite the process of learning it. Um, and outside of that, my friend Vivi, who we've had on the show before a long time ago, one of the very first guests, um, I had a conversation with her on Sunday that was really nice, where, I mean, they've they've talked about this before, they've planned it before, I don't know how realistic it is. I want to stay positive because I, I always try to stay hopeful when it seems like I might see Vivi, um, but there's a chance that her new musical trio, which is our good friend George from my old band Big Lemois and Vivi, and they have a new friend, I just forgot his name, but he's a celloist that I don't think I know, I don't think I've met him before, but very nice guy, seems like talented, and the trio is uh, George's, you know, the George Elizondo trio, the the group is called The Get, and um, yeah, they're releasing some new stuff soon, and they want to do a little, you know, a little Europe tour. And I thought, how crazy cool would it be that since I'm also thinking about, you know, I'm a little late to the game now, I hope it would still work. But because I'm trying to go play some, some events next year, you know, if I wanted to just do like a four day weekend, or, you know, at most five or something like five cities, you know, with my stand up, and you know, some music, we could we could do a combination thing that would be so cool. If you imagine, like, I, I loved how in the 90s, in the early 2000s, David Cross and Patton Oswalt would always tour with a band. And, you know, we could switch it up where the band does, you know, 30, 40 minutes, 30 minutes. And then I do, a, and then I do 30 minutes. And then we do some songs together at the end. Or, you know, vice versa. And just have a have a, an opportunity together to to play some venues and to you know put a little gas in the tank, put a little food on the table, and you know I would be so happy to be able to take not take advantage, but be able to share my new newly discovered or you know n- newly captured audience with them in that way like if i'm finally at the stage where i could go play a venue in you know berlin or hamburg or frankfurt or something and through that get the chance to you know sell out a venue like imagine if like if i sold out munich the way that we did um, I'm very certain that a venue of similar size, at least, I would be able to do in Berlin because I, I, I have, like, the data shows that that's where most of my audience is. So I know that for sure I could do it there. Um, and it'd just be so cool to be able to go to Berlin with some of your old friends and sell out a venue and then, you know, be able to play that show together like the old days and, and have those memories and get be able to hang out at, before and after the show and just get to, you know, relive some of the beauty of like spending time together because it's a funny thing with this group of people that I moved away from, from New Orleans, the VV, George, Matt Bigelow, you know, a lot of people from the 12 songs record. It's a funny thing with them where I still feel this like utter unbreakable connection to them, 
even if we go months without communicating. It's really crazy. As soon as Vivi and I are back on the phone, it's like we never missed a beat. Sure, it takes, you know, sure, the first 10 minutes we kind of have to find our groove again because there's always misunderstandings, misinterpretations. We, you know, we have our own lives and we don't want to, we don't want the other person to, you know, you always have to kind of find a groove again when you're getting connected again with people from, from the old days, but it's pretty quick that you've step right back into your old shoes. And um, I think that would be a really great opportunity. So, you know, if I'm being hopeful, um, like in January, I'm going to go on a little trip um, just to get sort of a break from the monotony of German winter. But that's not to see old friends. That'll be uh, with some new friends here. And then, you know, hopefully from like mid-February, mid-March or something like that, uh, my parents could even visit for a bit. And then I was imagining, you know, somewhere in early summer or late spring that uh, maybe this little, you know, uh, maybe it's too late now because I haven't booked anything and it's December. That's very late to the game. But maybe there would be a chance to do a couple of things with the get if they were able to make it out. And then my friend uh, Mason Joyner is planning on coming and staying at my place for a few days in the spring. Maybe he could see them too. I think that'd be amazing. He's um he's a, an old friend who really kept his word, renewed his passport, and is booking his flights. Like he has just he said he was going to do it, and he has done it. And I'm very very proud and and thankful for that. It's always nice, you know. You say you're going to do something, and they, you can just know that that some people some people are really going to do it, and that's just so cool. Um, because not everybody is that way. As you get older, you get forgetful, or you know, other priorities get in the way, or it's tough to make certain promises that, of course, are a bit more of a challenge uh, for some people, especially if they're a little scared. It makes sense, you know. Um, but it's nice. It's really nice when, like, I, when Mason said he was going to do it, I was really certain he was going to do it. But there was a little glimmer of, like, maybe he won't. But now it's just so great to feel it, you know, to have these conversations that he's coming. So anyway, yeah, that. And then, of course, um, you know, my own trip back to New Orleans uh, back to America in general, which is going to be kind of tricky next year because the timing is going to be way different from when I usually go. And it's going to be, you know, my parents live in a different state now. My brother still lives lives back in Tennessee. All the friends are down in New Orleans, but the time window that we go, some people won't be there. They'll be uh, traveling because that's usually when they travel because they're you know, it's that's when their family like to likes to take them places. So it's it's and, and Matt and you know my friend Matt Martinez he moved, he might move back to New Orleans, which would just be a miracle I think for everybody. But you know then I there's a chance that when we go it's like I won't see him, I won't see Vivi, um, you know, and it's just going to be, it, that's going to be like the real shocker of like well people do move on they have their lives and you know it's that's the 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 migrants, one of the many of the migrants conundrums. But um, yeah, it's just something that's kind of on my mind a lot, um, seeing people and them coming here and traveling. And it's so crazy that this is already the week of Christmas. I cannot believe that. I really can't believe that. Like I remember starting this year, I remember making the very first video that that blew up. Um and I can't believe that everything that I've done f as a result of these videos happened this year. Um, I think it was, you know, March. I made a video. 
you know, as this German character. He didn't even have a name yet, but he became Johannes. But I was as this German character and just in a funny, just in a, in a very American environment. And it just blew up. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And somehow throughout all of that, you know, I got my, we, you know, developed a coffee and made branding and a fan-made artwork and made stickers and sold out the coffee, sold thousands of stickers, got my own like brand going, got an agency, um, got a live show booked, you know, have a whole live set arranged, got a... Um, a plan for the, you know, the socks that are coming soon. They're, they're being shipped. The payment's done. The socks are done. I'm going to start posting content of from, from how they look and everything soon. And, you know, it's just crazy that all that happened this year. What a wild year. And I think it just kind of goes to show that um, you kind of have to keep your, your mind open and your arms open because um, I never would have anticipated ever in a million years that this would have been my year this year. And professionally speaking, and I'm I'm very happy for that. So, um, thank you to everybody who has been a part of that journey with me and those who have especially been a part of this little old podcast since the start. Um, I've seen this audience grow slowly over time, and uh, I'm very grateful for those who stick around and stick with me, and it's really cool to know that uh, I've got some loyal, lovely people out there. So um, I'll wrap things up here. We've got a lot to get done this week, and uh, you know, I don't want to waste your precious time on this beautiful holiday week. So um, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you are going to be able to spend Christmas how you want, you know, whether that means with your family, with your friends, on your own, however it makes you happy, whatever you prefer to do. I hope that you're happy and safe and healthy, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas however you celebrate it, even if you don't celebrate it at all. I just hope that, you know, here wrapping up towards the end of the year, and we'll have, I think we'll have another episode before the new year. It should work out, but um, just in case, um, thank you for everyone who's been with me and been supporting this channel. And, you know, all the, all, all this whole journey, like it's just been so crazy and I love you guys very much and it really means a lot to me. So um, if, you know, if you think anyone else, any friends, family, anybody might enjoy being a part of this community, being a part of this group and supporting what we're doing here, um, you know, send them a link to a show that you, that one of your favorites, maybe they'll like it. Subscribing is free and it's a really nice thing to do. So a rating, a review, a comment, subscription, all these things are free and it really helps boost the show and it really helps grow this family. So thank you guys so much. Share the love, have a wonderful Christmas holiday and yeah, I'll see, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.